inspired, informative, and entertaining. This broadcast is brought to you by Women in Christian Leadership. Welcome to It's Her Story, a weekly broadcast featuring women who inspire us to be the best versions of ourselves, bringing the heart, the soul, and the brilliance of women to the forefront by sharing their unique stories. I'm your host, Karen Colonna, engaging guests to share their stories of how God has led them to it, delivered them through it, and prepared them for it. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of It's Her Story. We are going to take another trip down the pathway of leveraging the power of how. I shared the power of how with you in an earlier episode, and it is my intent to come together the last week of every month and to apply the power of how, that is leveraging how being humble, open, and willing can impact outcomes in our life. And we will apply that to different experiences that we face. And for this week, I would like to share with you how leveraging the power of how can support us through dealing with aging parents. I am blessed to have had my mother in my life for 53 years. She turned 88 years old in January and up until very recently has been an incredibly independent and very active individual. I come from two very strong parents. Um, I loved being parented by a strong mom more than I like trying to support her through this next phase of her life journey. So to set the stage, my mom is an active line dancer. Yes, you heard me, Um, not just the electric slide, but she has been line dancing for years and she line dances with a group of older women. And my favorite comment is when my mom tells me that her and her group are going to perform for the old people. You heard me, this woman is 88 years old and her and her friends go and perform at senior centers for the old people. So line dancing has kept her active and she's also used it as a way to keep her brain sharp. She's also an active part of her church. She does rosary once a week. She does meals for the homeless and she does outreach to help those in the community. So in her retirement and in her seasoned age, my mom is on the go. We noticed her slowing down a little bit over the past six, seven months. And then over the holidays, she and I danced with a bout of COVID. We still don't know who gave it to who. She was in the hospital 24 hours, out the next day. Antibiotics and some steroids really did the trick. The byproduct of COVID was a reaction to medication that put my mom into a tailspin of losing weight and strength. And as a result of that, we ended up with her being in her home for about six weeks. She became somebody that needed to be taken care of. And if there's anything anybody knows about my mom, she is one stubborn Lithuanian and she is a caretaker. She is not someone accustomed to needing other people to take care of her. So here I find myself in a position where she needs grocery shopping, she needs cooking, laundry, she needs a cane. She's honestly become somebody who requires assistance, well, at least from my point of view. So I find myself over the holidays having to put myself into a different position, and my mom and I are not doing well with this new lifestyle arrangement. She's angry. 
she's frustrated and she's got a little woe is me going on. Within that cocktail of emotions, we tend to spar a lot more than we have in the past. I'm an only girl, so my mom and I have a very open relationship and we are most vulnerable with each other, but it's not always been the best situation when it comes down to our wills and our wants and seeing eye to eye. So it's been a rough couple of weeks and I just long for the woman to shine through that I know. The mom that lights up the room, that smiles, that laughs, and who's not afraid to tell me how she thinks it should be. So in this process of caregiving, I've had to really pause a little bit and figure out the best way that I can help her gracefully age and how I can do my part to keep her safe and still to give her her dignity and the room she needs to be the woman that God meant her to be. It has been a struggle, especially when it comes to my pride. And I think you might hear pride and think, hmm, how does that apply with you and your aging mom? And when I look at it from that perspective, I realize that I believe what is right for her. It's about what I think should be happening. And if, if I'm not helping her, then of what value am I? There's a word here that you keep hearing, and I'm not saying it to be repetitive. I'm saying it to make a point, and that point is her needs have become a lot more about me and how I feel I'm caring for her than what she really does need. I've had to stop, pause, and step back and really examine my motives. Why am I coming over every day? Is it because I feel like it's my obligation? It's about being a good daughter? Or does she really need the assistance? When I look into my motives and step back, I'm able to see where pride is overtaking my ability to humbly accept my place in this phase of her journey. I'm here to love her. I'm here to fill needs she can no longer take care of herself, but it's not my job to be all that and assume that I can be and do everything she needs. And when she asserts herself and starts to tell me how to do what it is I'm doing for her, okay, that's when I think my devil horns start growing out of my head and I become another person. I believe that the way that I'm doing it is a way that needs to be done. And if she's going to ask for help, she shouldn't tell me how to do it. That's the foundation of where our sparring begins. I let my pride get wounded and then I get angry. And then when I'm angry, eh, I don't always say the kindest of things. And that's where I realize, you know what? Maybe I'm not the best help for my mom. Maybe it's time to bring in some reinforcements in the form of my daughter, my brother, asking family members to call. I have to accept that I may not be all that she needs. And in some cases, I may be something she doesn't need. Trying to look at that with objective eyes has really been a difficult process for me. So I've leaned on prayer more often than not. And I've also had to let my faith outreach my hands sometimes when they want to help. I am not her God. She has one that's taken care of for all these years and they've got a pretty good relationship. So I need to leave her to weather some of the storm by herself and have her conversations with God instead of thinking that 
I can solve the problems both in her mind and in her heart. Because in her mind, she's still 40. In her mind, she's not 88 with limitations. So I really had to check my pride and figure out a different definition of humility as a role of a caretaker. I've also had to be open to the fact that she is a different person than the mom that I have come to know and love. I have to be open to the fact that her journey is now different. She's in a season I've yet to face and she is seeing mortality in a different way. Her fears are real, her anger is real, and I am really trying to be open and empathetic to the fact that she doesn't enjoy the person she's become some days. The best gift that I can give her is to accept who she is and accept that this is where we are. I'm afraid to lose her. I can't fathom waking up and not knowing that I can call my mom that day. Now, in the throes of cooking for her, when she tells me what size pot to use, how much water to put in, I am not very open and empathetic in those moments. And for what it's worth, I am not always a great daughter. I know, listeners, you're amazed. And to not take it personally. There's a bit of that pride that's popped back in. When we take it personally, it becomes about us. It's not about the other person. And I have to be open to knowing that God has her back, regardless of what I show up to do or how I do it. He's going to carry us both through this next phase with the grace and the delicacy of watching, Not you know, she got to watch me grow. She got to give me my wings. It has to be so difficult to have your wings clipped by the person who you taught to fly. Empathy is something I learn every day. I will tell you, it is not a gift that comes easily to me. The last piece of the puzzle, and it's the hardest for me, is being willing to do nothing. My way of caring for her is to do. I cook, I clean, I rake the leaves, I take her where she needs to go, I grocery shop. My way to serve her to love her right now is to do things for her. In all of that doing, I'm busy and I don't have to sit and really look at the life that I'm losing. I think sometimes she might just want me to sit there and talk or just sit there and be and maybe just love her. But it's my nature to do. I feel valuable based on the service that I provide. Um, I value acts of service. It is my greatest love language. And I have to learn that not everybody is loved in the same way that I am. And in being willing to accept the situation, being willing to pause and maybe to take a walk down memory lane and let her share the stories that someday I would give anything to hear from her voice. All of these practices are not easy. There are three simple words. I'm always amazed at how easy it is to say them, but in practice, how difficult it is to live them. So as we wrap up for today, know that we have a part in the journey and that if we can humbly allow them the grace to move forward, to age with dignity and with love, and that we can openly accept them for where they are in that journey and be willing sometimes to just be with them we can give the greatest gift of all.
And that gift, that gift is love. Thank you for joining us for this episode of It's Her Story and another installment on how we leverage the power of how. We'll be back next week with another guest and another inspiring story of how God led them to it, delivered them through it, and prepared them for it. You can check out other episodes of It's Her Story on your favorite podcast platform. Subscribe at womeninchristianleadership.com. Until next time, may grace be yours. Thank you for listening to It's Her Story. I'm your host, Karen Colonna, bringing the heart, the soul, and the brilliance of women to the forefront through their unique stories. If you have a story that you'd like to share, if you'd like to learn more, visit us online at womeninchristianleadership.com. Subscribe so that you don't miss our brilliant lineup of guests. We hope that you'll join us next time for another episode of It's Her Story, brought to you by Women in Christian Leadership, a Jeannie Porter production.